0: Hello, and welcome to a brand new podcast. This is the Fort Salem Witching Hour, uh, and it is a brand new podcast. We're kicking off to talk about uh, this new show that just launched on Freeform called Motherland colon, Fort Salem. Uh, I am your host,
1: Jesse, uh, and joining me is my co host, DJ. Hello, DJ. Hey, Jesse. It's awesome to work on this new podcast for you. I've been loving Motherland and everything that Elliot and the cast have been bringing to the show, so I'm looking forward to be able to talk about it with quite a few people.
0: Yeah, awesome. So the way this is going to work is uh, we for every episode of the podcast, we're going to break down uh, one episode of the show. So we're going to walk through the show and talk about the uh, things you like, the things we, like, the thing we, we didn't like. Uh, there, I'm sure there's going to be more of the things we like than didn't like, of course. Uh, and we're going to sort of go deep and sort of say what questions are on my our minds and Hopefully hear, you know, what's on your minds as, as we sort of go along. Uh, and that's how that's how this is going to work. So you've all have listened to podcasts before. This should be pretty basic. Really excited to get going uh, with this podcast. Um, but to kick things off, uh, this is actually the first time DJ and I are meeting uh, mm-hmm. IRL over the internet since everybody's <laughs> quarantined today. Uh, it is Easter Sunday uh, 2020. Um, so I thought we'd do a little get to know you, uh, both for you, the audience and then for us, your brand new co-host meeting for the first time. Uh, so DJ, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. What drew you to Motherland Fort Salem? Are you Are you into this kind of show normally? Like what is it about this show that sort of like captured you and made you want to do a podcast about it?
1: So, to be completely honest, I did not actually start getting into Motherland until after the second show aired. I had been binge watching Runaways from Marvel on Hulu, and Motherland just kept popping up. And I was like, oh my God, okay, this is so depth. Okay, there's a truck, someone's going to hit him every single time. And I was just like, okay, Runaways is finished. I, I don't have anything else to watch. Let's go ahead and try starting it up. And One of the great things about it, I've actually been drawn to Wicca and pagan beliefs in general since I was probably about 10 or 11, and I kind of dabble in and out of things. So between that, between actually having canon LGBT relationships on the screen, we've we've had them in the past, we've had little tastes of them, but to have all of those pieces kind of come together along with the cast who brings so much life to the characters, I was pretty much drawn in within the part first 20 minutes.
0: Yeah, it was, it's somewhat uh, similar for me. I think, you know, I had... I almost didn't turn, turn tune into Motherland because you know the, I have to admit the name is a little bonkers, right? It's Motherland Colon Fort Salem. It's way too long. I don't know why isn't it just Fort Salem or Motherland? I don't know. I'm sure there's some reason why they decided that was the title. Um, but you know, when I started started seeing uh, stills of it around the internet, I have to admit I thought it was just going to be another Riverdale clone, right? I thought or like sort of a CW ish, like because everyone's sort of young and hot and they kind of have a certain look in terms of like the aesthetic of the show and you know, I know hate on Riverdale, but I wouldn't call it the most high quality mm-hmm. show. Right. I sort of like love to hate it on a lot of levels or sort of, you know, shows like that. You don't really, you it was know, like
1: have More Girls with werewolves.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, that might be actually pretty good. <laughs> but, you know, so I thought it was going to be like 30 year olds pretending they're 15 and like having inappropriate relations. Um, but I did tune in and I was like pretty much hooked from day one. I mean, the the opening scene, and we'll get into that when we break down episode one, is just so strong. Um, and the world building is just so tremendous. So I was kind of hooked from episode one onwards. So I've been sort of religiously waiting for it to show up on on my friend's media server so I can consume it since I do not live in the US and don't have Hulu. Or freeform. Um, but I'm a big fan of genre shows in general. I've always loved shows about the supernatural. So I mean, I'm, a, you know, I'm an old lady. So I, you know, I remember Buffy and Zena and sort of like all of those canonical like fantasy shows. Um, and so that's definitely it's right in my wheelhouse. Like I, I enjoy things where sort of like, it's an interesting mix of like magic with a twist, right? Like, I really like the way they've sort of incorporated magic um, into the world building, but in a way that makes sense. Like, I think they're actually quite deliberate about the magical system they've laid out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, yeah, you know, I was sort of pleasantly surprised uh, by Motherland, and and you and I, even though we've, this is our first time, quote-unquote, meeting, we had been sort of chatting back and forth and have mutually followed each other on Twitter pretty exactly. quickly. Like, oh, another fan of the show.
1: <laughs> and so. we're, all of the fans, I would say, are pretty pretty active. I don't think mm-hmm. a day goes by where we're not seeing at least hundreds almost mm-hmm. a thousand, honestly, of either yep. retweets or new content. So they've mm-hmm. definitely hooked in quite a faithful audience, Yeah, I would say. Yeah,
0: I'm always interested in new shows like this as well, sort of like the burgeoning fandom, because it kind of feels like you're on the ground early on, right? Like, I, I don't know if you watch Winona Earp or some other mm-hmm. sort of smaller genre shows like that, but I think it sort of shows, like, there can something... I, I feel like there is this, like, groundswell of, like community already building around the show that's really interesting to see. And it's its kind of cool to be there when it's sort of forming and people are starting to find their voice and, and connect over, uh, you know, their shared love of the show. And it's been great. And the stars have been really friendly on Twitter and have been like sort of responding to fans and liking posts, which is, it's cool to see, you know, it's kind of like this mutual admiration society in both directions. So
1: Exactly. Um, and I, let's see, with Wynona Earp, that was... A big year in general, too, Mm -hmm. when that show had first become popular. That was when Lexa deserved Better Mm -hmm. started coming up. We had the issues with Root and Shaw, and I think we had to end up counting it. There were 10 to 12 LGBT characters, I think, killed off in that year. And then suddenly with Winona Earp, we're just like, get Nicole a a bulletproof vest. Mm -hmm. And... The showrunners for that were like, oh, my God, how did they get the script or how did they see this? Because it was it became such a big deal. And I think Mm -hmm. that's been a big feedback from this show as well, is there's a lot of fear with the term queer baiting. And are Mm -hmm. they just doing it to pull in people? And I just appreciate how forthright too, Elliot's been. And it helps that he himself is part of the LGBT community. Mm -hmm. Um, He understands how important it is to have this kind of content, because when I was growing up, I I had Willow Rosenberg. That was it. Yep. Um, it was either gonna be that or the L word. And I didn't have uh showtime at the time, so <laughs>
0: you're not missing much, I tell you. You you went with the right show. As bad as it was for Tara and all of the things, like, oh. it was definitely still a higher quality bar. Uh, no, I totally agree. And I, I think you know it's gone from like sort of bury your gaze to protect your gaze at all costs. I exactly. think for the showrunners who really get it. And obviously this doesn't mean that you know, your queer characters have to be invincible or, or can't perish. But I think there is a sort of like new movement of shows that are much more conscious of of making us f- fully rounded and realized people and characters. So that mm-hmm. sexuality is not the only thing you have to offer before your untimely death on a show. <laughs> um, so hopefully that continues. And, and we'll we'll get into that as we sort of through the the episodes obviously we're up through episode four right now as of the time we've recorded this and we've sort of seen how they treat sexuality on the show uh, and we'll we'll, we'll go over that in uh, future episodes Um, but anyway super excited to kick this podcast off I hope you all enjoy it and and want to tune in and uh, hang out with us and and you know hear our Our musings every week uh, will be listed in the Apple iTunes store and wherever you can get your favorite podcasts. So uh, without further ado, uh, we're going to wrap this segment up, and uh, hopefully you'll come back and join us for a breakdown of episode one of Motherland Fort Salem.